0: The Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I am Tyler Fenwick with Derek Divine. Michigan has a bye week this week, so uh, we get to have a little more fun. Uh, not preview an opponent, and there's a lot of fun to be had. Six to zero. But before we talk about anything going on with the season, Derek, we were both at weddings uh, this past weekend. When Michigan played Nebraska and I got to ask how did it go?
1: The wedding, fantastic. The rehearsal is when the Michigan game had started. We had just ended rehearsal dinner. We were at a bowling alley. There were you know quite a few people at rehearsal. Uh, you know not quite enough lanes for everybody so I actually sat down at the bowling alley. Really nice bowling alley in Grand Rapids and on a big old projector, there was the Michigan game, so I enjoyed the first half on a projector and the second half with friends back at a friend's house, so I actually saw the whole game, which was, you know, to my surprise and not something I knew would be the case until it started, so I saw it all. Great game. Uh, how'd it go for you? Well,
0: hold on. First, was this a Sunday wedding? It was a Sunday wedding, yes. Interesting. I've, I've been in a uh, part of a Friday wedding uh I didn't ever a Sunday wedding. I will I, say I don't think I've never been part of that.
1: There are advantages to a Sunday wedding. You have all weekend to prepare. I would say the disadvantage to a Sunday wedding is there is no time to recover.
0: Mm. It, well, so you asked me how mine was. I needed that Sunday recovery day because uh I so when the game uh you know, when it when it kicked off, I was at this uh uh, reception. I can never think of the right words. I was at the reception. and my internet was pretty spotty. I had enough internet to like stream the game for the most part on my phone, but it was really blurry. Sometimes it was just pause, like <laughs> picture picture of me pretty drunk, sitting alone at a table with music blaring and people dancing. I've got the charging cord. Coming out of my pocket to my phone. It's third down. Michigan has the ball. Cade McNamara takes a snap. Game freezes. (laughs) And I I panic a little bit inside. And then when the game comes back to it, next thing I see is uh, one of the tight ends. I can't remember. Streaking down the middle of the field. Picked up a first down. Uh, My emotions were everywhere. Anyway, I get back to the house to the in-laws in time for the last few minutes of the game that I was able to watch just like normal on TV. But man, did I drink a lot and that made it I, so much more stressful. I think I already stressed during Michigan games, obviously, but I feel like my heart rate was at 150. I was sweating. It, it was, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say like borderline miserable of course, I'm like I was ecstatic when Michigan won, but it was. Uh, I, I don't think I could do that twice, not in the same season. I, that needs to be maybe a once in a decade kind of thing.
1: You know, we've talked a lot over the years about. You know, sometimes just being by yourself and in your element. Yes. You know, obviously you'd prefer to to not be by yourself at a wedding table. That actually, you know, the way you painted that picture just seemed very sad. Uh, Pe- not only because <laughs> you were you, you yeah. seemed to be by yourself, but you know, the timing of the internet kind of fading in and out on you. You know, uh, not ideal for me. That first half with the way the first half went. Um, you know, you felt pretty confident, left some points on the board. And, you know, it was an environment where I was down to, you know, kind of be talking, be hanging out, you know, having a good time beyond watching football. The second half, I was actually very glad I was around only a few people. Uh, And again, catching up with these people as well. That's what you do wedding weekends when you haven't seen people for a while. And, you know, there was a point where, you know, Nebraska started turning it on and even took the lead on two occasions. And I kind of. You know looked to my right and looked to my left and said almost like you know hold on here i need to focus for a little bit and those are the environments you know when when the going gets tough and it gets a little stressful because i too you know can can stress out over a game that's when i'm like man i kind of need to be in my own environment right now because you know the way i could react you know is unpredictable so luckily they pulled it out you know really just fun to watch it was just good to watch a good game you know, there's there's a lot of me that wanted to see Michigan blow Nebraska out at some point, even if they hung around or even respond stronger with a couple of touchdowns at the end instead of field goals. But they did enough to win the game. That's what matters. And hey, you know, fun environment that I was in. Uh, stressful game, I guess, mixed better than than I had anticipated.
0: So Michigan has won back to back road games, and when I say back to back, I mean. Uh, consecutive weeks i looked this up they've won back-to-back road games in consecutive weeks for the first time since when? hint uh you don't have to go back to previous coaches it's happened under jim harbaugh
1: i would guess 2016
0: wrong 2015 against indiana and penn state don't ask me the order i think Indiana and then Penn State I forget Um, obviously not every season has had the opportunity to even do that but you do have to go back to 2015 to find the last time that Michigan had road games in consecutive weeks and won both of them and as far as road environments in the Big Ten go Wisconsin's obviously up there very near the top Nebraska um, I don't think you would normally think of as being like one of those tougher environments, but we knew it was going to be like that, a night game. Uh, people are starting to get a little rejuvenated after that disastrous start for Nebraska. So not surprising at all that you know it turned into that kind of environment. But uh, considering that, how are you feeling about Michigan right now compared to how you were feeling before the season when we talked about what to expect?
1: Yeah, so before the season, I didn't have super high expectations. I, I tried to go into the season with no hopes whatsoever. Um, uh, know, per usual. Yep, yeah, per yeah, usual. That's a, um, that's
0: where we've been.
1: <laughs> you know, tried to remain optimistic, and, you know, I can think through us chatting and, you know, me seemingly being a lot more optimistic than you were. Um, because I had this sense that if, you know, and I probably even said this, we could maybe pull this out from somewhere because I feel like I remember talking about it, and if it wasn't during a show, it was, you know, our usual post-show chat. But I felt optimistic because if Jim Harbaugh could figure out this coaching thing and connect with his players and go off of this vibe that we were hearing about, you know, Michigan football being fun again, I felt like that could lead to just players playing better, coaches making, you know, maybe better decisions because they're in happier states and that's exactly what we're seeing now you know there's things that feel similar like the way they've had to you know grunge out wins against Rutgers and Nebraska now Nebraska's pretty damn good like Nebraska's a good football team that's lost what three games by like a combined 21 points like shockingly good like you said environment shockingly um awesome you know scott frost afterwards by the way i've been doing this thing where i try to watch the opposing coach's press conference afterwards because it try it gives me more of a sense of how good michigan is you know because the coach will say like that's a that's a good football team like you know they're well really well prepared they're really well coached so you know typically captain nebraska i think they you know good environment good hosts uh good football team overall just has a lot of losses, but you know, those gritty, like I figured Michigan would have those gritty wins and probably some of them gritty losses. You know, they're obviously on the right side of the the column this year and overall not blowing away my expectations, but super solid and, you know, uh, definitely playing better than I expected them to be.
0: Yeah. I would uh, venture to say that Michigan right now has surpassed pretty much everyone's expectations even if not by a lot uh you know it's been a fairly impressive 6 No, more than i think most people were expecting uh i went through and pulled out some i mean we're because we're right at the, the midway point of the season which is kind of the nice thing about this bye week where it falls i went through and pulled out some of the stats and it's looking pretty good michigan has two top 10 rushers in the big 10 obviously blake Corm and son haskins uh corm's fifth and haskins is eighth um michigan's offense fifth in the conference 440 and a half yards per game that still leads the conference in rushing yards per game cornelius johnson we talked about him you know having a very good uh, yards per catch rate he, he's third in the conference right now Dalen baldwin is sixth uh just as an aside the top two in the conference right now yards per catch both at Michigan State, Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. So uh, more reason to look forward to that game coming up. Defensively, Michigan's fourth of the Big Ten uh, in points per game, 15.5. Aiden Hutchinson and uh, David Ajabo, uh, they're tied for third with four and a half sacks in the conference. And, and Daxon Hill's tied with a bunch of players for sixth with two interceptions. Uh, we know Michigan isn't creating a bunch of turnovers, but that defense has been pretty solid. Uh, And and Derek, if you remember, this was uh, like mid-August, we had an episode where I asked you five questions, and I did not tell you beforehand what the questions were. I just wanted you to give me your answer from the heart, and we said we would go back and revisit it, and I think this is the perfect time to do it, especially because one of the questions actually dealt with sacks, and so I was talking about sacks and also interceptions, so... The turnovers category came up. We're going to go through these questions, see how you did. And the first one, let me get it here. Will Michigan start more than one quarterback? You said yes. How are you feeling about that one?
1: So in all fairness, these were season predictions. And we've talked about this more so off the show than on the show. But yes, I said that. I still do actually believe that. And... I will say those six games in, it is less likely because if they keep winning ball games, you probably stick with the starting quarterback. I know that I said starting, but even if it's, you know, time becomes more split, I'll be proud of myself for that prediction. Um, But yeah, you know, this is six games in. uh, I think there's a chance. Um, Unfortunately, you know, that could also come by way of injury. And, you know, we obviously hope that does not happen. Uh, but well, we
0: said uh, at the time the caveat to the question was like it had
1: to be a natural sort of thing. Okay. It couldn't be the starter getting hurt. Look at look how smart we are addressing that. That's really good. You know, you knew that I was gonna you know throw that caveat in later in the season. So that's that's good oh, yeah. on your part. Yeah, yeah I, I I think I it more, I said that. more than likely one starter if Cade keeps playing as well as he has. Uh, but I do still think it's very possible to see two, but yeah, that that was a very interesting question then. Uh, still very interesting now. but when one quarterback has you know done nothing but win six games, you know, you don't really have to have that conversation as urgently uh, unless player number two just starts playing so good you can't take them off the field. So, yeah. Well,
0: where the heck is is JJ McCarthy going to start? That's my question. So, so JJ
1: McCarthy, off of the bye week? JJ McCarthy is likely not going to start. Like I said, just because of how Cade's managing and winning ball games and playing well enough to win ball games, but still limiting the offense a little bit, and the run game not being as explosive is, you know, at times limiting the offense. A little bit again I don't think it's likely but I still do think with how we've seen JJ out there and JJ was out there on a play that didn't convert and led to them having to kick a field goal late in the game that's right JJ McCarthy was out there in prime minutes so his his ability to play is going to give him time on the field in every single game moving forward and I think it increases again likely not going to switch starters in the middle of a successful season so far but granted, they lose a couple of ball games. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him throw him in there.
0: Okay, uh, and I I have to say it. I told you before the show that I was going to make you guess what you guessed back then. If that makes sense, yep. I didn't do that first one. I'm 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 going to make you do it for the rest of them. I just forgot. So, will will Michigan beat Ohio State? What do you think? You said no. That's an easy one. Right no you no actually shot. said no shot yeah that's I, literally no shot. what you I, said I wow. said it
1: again I, I I'm still convinced and and that you know you could go into that game into that game undefeated and you just have no hope is why you say no you know right because so you, you what you I can think of the last decade so yeah no I said Michigan still. could
0: be undefeated and Ohio State's like five and six and I'm still picking Ohio State
1: I'm doing the same thing. I will be one of the happiest people ever if it happens, but no, no shot. Still my answer.
0: Next question. Will Michigan have more than nine interceptions? What did you say?
1: I feel like I said no on this one, but maybe we said yes. Okay. Either I said yes, or we talked through how it's definitely possible. Uh, And I mean, they look good. And some of these interceptions, you know, have been incredible. Uh, And, you know, the defense is causing a lot of havoc, which leads to quarterbacks making a lot of bad plays. And so that alone has has helped this turnover number. The defense, as we've been saying, is like just playing so much
0: better than last season. I think better than we could have reasonably expected this season. Only three interceptions, though, to show for
1: yeah, it it could be more I feel like. There I feel like early in the game, you know, some defensive coaches were talking about, you know, one of the things they're working on is securing the ball, catching the ball. I felt like early, especially against Western Michigan, you know, some of the Washington throws early and then Northern Illinois for sure like it seems like a team that could have 10 interceptions right now because they've been all over, you know, DBs have been playing well and, you know, knocking down a lot of passes, getting their hands on a lot of balls, so it's it still seems low to me, which I guess you know leads to me actually being surprised. I would have still said yes. Daxton Hill, uh, he's got two of those interceptions.
0: We heard a lot about him, uh, you know, possibly being a guy who could like even play corner at the next level, and he he's one of those, one of the few uh, cases on this team, not just the defense who I didn't have a problem buying into the hype for, even though we hadn't seen all of it yet. And, and I, I can't really articulate why, but he has shown up in a really big way for Michigan's defense and has been like every bit the ball hawk. I think uh, people on the coaching staff in that program were, were trying to sell us in the offseason. Uh, he had that incredible interception against Nebraska. And then his pass breakup late to seal the win. Um, it wasn't a great throw by Adrian Martinez, but I don't think there was any throw to beat that coverage. I mean, he was just in great, great coverage. And that's what we've seen from him all season. So he's got to be the maybe the second or third uh, you know, player that I'm like most happy with through here. But, yeah, only three interceptions. Um, I think,
1: I think just on okay. Dax Hill real quick, just because I, okay. I feel like it's worth talking about, I don't feel like we give him enough love this season in general. You know, we kind of do the recap preview thing in one show so we you know, don't get too detailed. But he is absolutely one of those guys who is playing up to expectations. And I don't want to say beyond because you can expect him to do really big things. But interceptions, like the concentration he had at Nebraska, shows that he's just a different dude. And so uh-huh. if guys like that, like Chase Winovich, you know, Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins play up to expectations, that's how you can start to get this feel that this team could be good if it worked out and how you feel now that this team actually could still do some really big things this season because they've got key players, you know, some star players who are playing up to that potential. Uh, And so, yeah, just, you know, a lot of credit to that whole defense, especially the defensive staff for putting all this together and and utilizing players much better than a year ago. But Dax Hill is is a huge part of the success on that end.
0: Sticking to the defense, I asked you, will Michigan have more than 30 sacks? What did you say?
1: I feel like I definitely went low on this one. I feel like I said. You did, yeah. yeah. I I knew that one of them I said no to. Uh, I I figured both just because you know didn't come in with a ton of optimism (laughs) (laughs) but
0: Michigan is 14 so almost exactly halfway there at the halfway point of the season uh do you feel like they could they could crack 30?
1: It's possible, but they've got to have a big game. They've got to have one of those games where they get to a quarterback five times. Hopefully it's at Michigan State. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but, you know, you got to get to the quarterback five times, you know, in a game and have one of those really big games and then just kind of ride steadily uh, the rest of the season. Uh, This is a defense capable of having more than one of those games left, especially with some of the teams on the schedule. Uh, You know, you you got Northwestern who, you know, is not in great shape. Uh, Again, anything can happen. It's college football, but you know, that's a team that Michigan could beat up on a little bit. And so, man, that 30 is, is reachable, but we'll see the competition gets pretty stiff here pretty soon.
0: Yeah. I was putting this together before the show and uh, went to look at the number of sacks and it was almost perfect. Like just one away from exactly halfway to that mark. By the way, um, I pulled the sacks and interceptions number from, I believe the 2019 season. I was basing this off of Michigan's 2019 defense. I I'm almost positive. That's what I did. Just FYI. I know we talked about it in the episode, but that was, you know, two months
1: ago at this point,
0: my last question, will Michigan win more than eight games. What did you say?
1: I think I said yes or right around there. Um, I, do, I do remember feeling like eight was a safe number. Uh, so I'd say yes or higher. Yeah,
0: you actually, you had to talk yourself into the, to the eight or more there because I think you, would, you said that like eight was sort of the number you'd landed on. And so it was sort of iffy, but you talked yourself into yes. So good job.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and again, definitely feel confident with that now. Um, but, you know, a little shaky looking at the schedule. Uh, you know, it's definitely a schedule that makes you nervous uh, because there's a lot of tough teams left. Uh, two of those are on the road. And so, you know, eight wins, definitely very capable at this point uh, and, and very likely. But, man, the, the season is going to look much different moving forward. You just got to hope that Michigan continues to play as well as they have been
0: okay uh michigan is on a bye this week obviously so i'm looking through the schedule of games like we got michigan state at indiana at noon um florida lsu is at noon
1: let's see if are you interested in purdue at iowa (laughs) Honestly, I know, but knowing that I'll have <laughs> probably plenty of time, I did enjoy watching Iowa play, I think, was it last week? Or not last week because it was Penn State. Uh, congrats to Iowa and Iowa fans, by the way. But the week before that, I think they played a Friday night game and caught myself watching it you on know, BTN or wherever it was playing. And I was actually very impressed with, you know, just the way Maryland. They, yeah, yeah, just the way they play how composed they are, how clean they are. So, yeah, I could definitely see myself flipping that one on. I mean, I'll probably check out a game, you know, kind of every segment, uh, every time slot. But, you know, overall, haven't looked at the schedule a ton. Uh, only know of the games that I've seen advertised. So, um, yeah, you know, just it's one of those weekends where I'm just going to flip on the TV and whatever game strikes my interest in the moment, and that's what I'll be watching. How much do you think Alabama beats Mississippi State by? Zero. Not just kidding. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Alabama, this is likely an Alabama team that bounces back from a loss and just looks really dominant. That's what they always do, even when they do lose. Like 35. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be one of those games where you could tune in and see everything you need to see in the first ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Um going back to Iowa, we're done, basically. I just have a little thing I need to get off my chest. Iowa and Georgia. Two teams who hang their hat on really good defense and enough offense Michigan fans uh, are familiar with with the strategy you field a dominant defense until somebody cracks it and then you don't have the offense to keep up with said team you show the a state you know uh, that's why I, I'm not a big believer in Iowa. I'm more of a believer in Georgia because I think they're just all around better. But for both teams, I'm I'm I have a hard time buying into that In this thing like we play great defense because the modern college game does not let you hang your hat on good defense for twelve games. It just doesn't. You're like somebody's gonna expose you. And I'm looking at both offenses, thinking like. What are you going to do when that happens? I don't know. Do you have 35, 40 points in you? I don't believe Iowa does. I'm not a believer in Georgia's offense. That's my little rant. I don't believe in a team that just hangs its hat on defense.
1: Yeah, that's tough. You know, and and that Michigan example is all you need to see, uh, and here. And, and for me, I think that this is a season, and I kind of looked at the season this way going into it. It very much felt like a year that it was going to be hard for you know anyone to stay undefeated. Uh, You know, there's just you have no idea what teams are gonna bring after a pandemic season You know, there's a lot of talent all over the country and for the most part the teams you'd expect to play well are playing well, but when you look at teams like Michigan and Michigan State, you know, even Oklahoma State um, Arkansas before they you know had a finally had a bad loss, you know or two uh, it, it just felt like an unpredictable season so yeah, Iowa. It's amazing that they're number two. You know, Georgia just looks so dominant. But I think likely both of them will see a loss, and it's just a matter of how they respond after that. I think Michigan can afford a loss and just respond after that. We've seen them, you know, have have a chance even after losing at Iowa um, on the road before facing an uh, Ohio State in in a big matchup. So yeah, you know, overall crazy season. Uh, it's it's crazy to think that Michigan and Michigan State are sitting in the top ten, but hey, you know, Iowa's number two, so it all makes sense, right?
0: Right, it does, of course. That's what everyone's thinking. Like, oh Kirk Ferentz's Iowa team is up at number two. I did exactly what I expected. Whatever. Uh Michigan's on a bye. Enjoy college football this weekend. If it's even half as crazy as last weekend, consider yourself lucky. Go do some like fall Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. This is your this is your chance, like your saturday to to get out and like get that knocked off the list and that way hopefully the rest of the saturdays you're good to just plop yourself on the couch or the chair or whatever hey hey listen either way, way wait, wait, okay wait.
1: what's going on you're married now we should congratulate you obviously once again mm-hmm. because you know big, big accomplishment we were talking about weddings this weekend yeah it's actually you know w- supposed to be wife day so i just wanted to you know save both of our uh you know what it's wife day Go look it up, go look up what people What's do it? on bye week go to the Mgo blog um, board. They, they were talking about it themselves, you know okay, go look it up. it's supposed to be not it doesn't have to be the whole weekend you know shout out to wives they deserve whole weekends by the way. but a bye week is a wife day so you know okay if you're married hang sense. out with your spouse. <laughs> I thought this was one of
0: those like firstborn days or something oh, no, no, no it's it's a football specific holiday yep okay. I'm I'm on board. Uh, yeah, this can absolutely be a a wife Saturday, a wife weekend what a wife Day? I'll make sure of it and 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 I'll have built up enough credit to disperse throughout the rest of the season. That's the hope anyway. Yep. Uh, everyone out there, do the same if you can. Uh, enjoy the college football weekend and we'll see you back next week. Go blue, go blue.